You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. <laughs> there was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they brought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him <laughs> in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your host, Ben and Dave. I'm Dave. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Diamonds, Diamonds and Roses, Roses podcast. podcast. Well, here we are. Um, Chris Davis has broken through and he homered today after breaking that, that 0 for streak. I think everyone was rooting for him. And uh, I know Tiger Woods and company think it's golf season, but really we know it's baseball season. But he just won the Masters. He did, which is excellent. Um, in any case, it's uh, we're back, we're back here in uh, in the studio. So be it. Uh, got got some some things lined up and uh, have had a few exciting episodes. What's going on with you, Mister Ben? Oh man, you know I got my own son playing baseball. I got professional baseball. I'm trying to watch. Uh, we got this podcast stuff that we got going on, um, so we got lots of cool things coming up, going on, coming up, and hopefully we're bringing some great quality content to our listeners. I don't think we need to hope; we just need to make it happen. Yeah, um, and you're yeah, that's cool. You're right in the thick of things with these layers of baseball. You know, enjoying Beaver and Duck baseball, thinking about Major League Baseball coming to Portland, watching Major Major League teams get after it. Um, and then your own kid playing baseball, thinking about the podcast. That's mm-hmm. a lot of baseball obsession right there. It is. It is. Speaking of professionally, the Mariners, I mean, they're off to a red hot start this oh, year. Oh, yeah. The, the Astros the Astros are hotter, though. But but you know what? I, I like the Mariners. If they can get some pitching under control, they just need to get some pitching under control, and they're going to be fine. But off to a great start. And my Red Sox, beloved Red Sox, are just doing terrible okay i don't know what's going on i think it's a world series hangover for them right it's almost like you, you think they're they feel like they're playing with house money you know how many championships in in the last 15 20 years yeah, you so. know it's it's a house money year and mm-hmm. i think sometimes that that players players get there you know <laughs> it's definitely a house money year but you know what i wouldn't count them out they've mm-hmm. got the tools it's still early it is. It's way early. I mean, we're not even, you know, couple, several weeks into the season yet, and we'll figure it out as it goes along. But uh, you know, all of this baseball's got me like thinking much more, and it's got me more hyped about Major League Baseball to Portland. And that's all I can think about right now is going to games and just sitting there watching them. I mean, what about you, Dave? Does I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking about you know being, uh, you know, getting in on some season tickets. Uh, and just I, I just I just think about how glorious the summers are in this part of the this part of the country. Mm-hmm. And I think about just what that means as a family event, as a social event, baseball, 
I think about the architecture. I think about the civic pride. I think about the commercial opportunities. I just, I just think about the holistic experience and uh, it gets me excited. It really does. It does. It gets me a lot, you know, really excited. I saw some uh, new renderings. Um, they had an aerial photo uh-huh. uh, this time of the new stadium proposal, and they had some other different kind of views of it. And I imagine myself sitting there in the stadium, and you know, on a day like today, it's a little bit rainy, and having that r- glass roof overhead, and just like watching the rain hit this glass yeah. roof and go off, but just sitting there playing, watching. It's baseball. very Portland. Other than you know that that the roof itself did anything else strike you in terms of the structure the architecture the design uh that was uh that was demonstrated in the rendering yeah actually what was interesting is if you take a look at straight dead center of the field like out in the outfield it appeared to me to be more open like an open area like out in the back and one of the other things that they they put out there now is, is that there's other additional buildings, and I think that goes along with some of the housing, affordable housing that they're looking at trying to build. And they talked a lot about it being similar in nature to that of Sun SunTrust Park in uh, Atlanta, yeah, and or just outside Atlanta, anyways, for the Braves, and how that involves the community. It was a really interesting how open it was. Now I don't know as far as um, you know, height-wise, where that that stands, where the f- separation of the field and then the um, the outside of the the stadium itself, but it really nice. So. so, and I know you're a man about town who talks to a lot of people about this and has some some connection with some of the people about this. I was thinking, you know, I was hearing something about some of the problems that they're having with the major league stadiums in Florida and the problems of location and underestimating um, location and underestimating the basically uh, the situation getting to and there yeah and and how little little barriers end up adding up so simplifying the travel experience is is something that is hugely important I think that we can learn from the mistakes of mm-hmm. of a couple teams in Florida. Yep. Um, and and I know it's you know and they're you know overcoming these barriers these logistic, these financial, these bureaucratic barriers. It's something that you're kind of, you're always in tune with and you've always got your, your ear to the ground with, uh, with considerations and trying to kind of uh, get ahead on that information. Anything, anything that's been popping up lately or you've been hearing? Yeah. So a little bit's already been pitched out there as far as, okay, well, how are people going to get to the stadium? Because you take a look at where Terminal 2 is mm-hmm. right now, and sure. that's like near the 405 bridge. Gotcha. And there's really not a lot of like mass public transportation. And everybody talks about, okay, well, we don't have the, the trolley line. We don't have the max line that goes near there. So this would require, you know, extension of that, those two lines. And they always talked about like, okay, well, you're going to need to use like more Ubers, more lifts, um, taxi something to get to the stadium. I, I know the big the big novelty selling point is the water taxi, which is a, a novelty attraction, but not very efficient or practical, really. Well, but it does add it, to it the adds, experience. But but there, you know, 
Mike Barrett talked about the other day, you know, when I was listening to his um, episode that he did with John Canzano Live, and he talked about people as far away as down as Omsi and even further down the river having water taxis to come up the river and go over to the stadium. Mm. I mean, you think of a nice day, nice summer day. Maybe right. you have a water taxi, you're sipping, drinking some beers, some nice local beers from Portland, um, either that or the organ anyways and either drinking wine and you're taking that you know that water taxi up to the stadium you're not having to deal with traffic you're on the water you get to see the architecture of portland you get to see you get the feel of portland and you're just traveling there enjoying yourself and you park your car outside of traffic maybe the fight is afterwards you're you're trying to get to a water taxi to go back where you are but i i kind of see it as a viable option and really neat Option. It seems like there's what you're talking about is is when we, we talk about the stadium logistics, there's 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 two layers here essentially. Mm-hmm. There's the novelty, attraction, popularity, fun things, and then on the other side, there's this this uh, efficiency, the numbers, and um, and the percentages, and that you know the the commute and this and that. So it's kind of figuring out. Uh, numbers and how to balance out the the emphasis on making it a fun viable option and also making it really easy practical and efficient to access Mm -hmm. so yeah i I imagine in the war room so to speak uh down in the boiler room the the decisions and the talking that goes on and the the uh the conversations have got to be just just insane with uh Working the whiteboard, so to speak. Well, not only that, but there's people. There's there's other people that are actively involved in the public trying to figure out op- options, trying to propose these options to the project. I'm okay. assuming this. I, I mean, okay. I don't know any insight. So into outside s- consultants, essentially. Yes. Okay. I would say that there's people. You know, we came to them and we're like, hey, we won't really want to do a podcast about the historical past, present, future aspect mm-hmm. of baseball in sure. this area. Tell that that story. And, you know, they were receptive of that and they're receptive of a lot of different ideas that people have. And a lot of people, from my understanding, have come to them about this water taxi idea. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I mean, it's a very it's a very Portland thing, um, especially if you you kind of work in conjunction with the businesses on the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it's just just another just another cool layer. I mean, you could put a parking lot in across the other side of the river, right? Or you have those other areas. People could probably charge for parking over there. Mm-hmm. So you there's could some go space. To, yeah. yeah. So you could go to that area, take a boat across, and dock. Get off the dock. Go, you know, go into the stadium, enjoy the game, and then afterwards go across the river, and then you don't have to fight with that downtown traffic. Yeah, the other thing, I, I was listening to something, and it was about optics and smaller stadiums versus larger stadiums, mm-hmm. and the optics of a full stadium versus the optics of a half or two-thirds empty stadium, yeah. and the the cultural impact that those optics have on the popularity of a team, right, mm-hmm. in terms of marketing, marketing, in terms of popularity, yeah. so on and so forth. Well, let me ask you this question, okay? You have a much larger stadium as opposed to a smaller stadium, sure. and let's talk about a 40, 42,000 seat stadium. Okay. And let's talk about another smaller stadium, which you reduce the amount. So you're looking at around 30 to 32,000. Sure. Would you rather see about 10,000 seats more, but less filled and looking at the game like, why isn't anybody there? Or see less seats, but more seats filled? No, that small ballpark feel, it's 
it's kind of ingrained in our American psyche, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, it's it's that that's that's part of our nostalgia. It's part of a part of our physiology, so yeah. to speak. So that that small ballpark feel, um, and and especially in a, in a city like Portland that prides itself in being a small big city or a big small city, mm-hmm. if you were. So uh, yeah, in terms of um, you know, uh, Portlanders too are wary of things that are oversized or over commercialized so mm-hmm. to speak you hear those phrases and this and that and and really you know f- thinking about i guess the cultural optics um small makes sense fitting with the kind of a uh, cultural cultural norms of, of the city of the city of portland yeah yeah and i'll throw this at you even also I mean, what have we learned from talking with the multiple West Coast League teams that we've talked to so far? The Raptors, the uh, Portland Pickles, the Corvallis Knights. What have we learned from those guys about having, you know, those types of teams? It's it's making sure it's fun, being able to draw people that aren't necessarily completely fanatical about baseball. Mm -hmm. Driving, you know, being able to bring in a wide swath of fan. Uh, that that's an issue, right? So, so marketing marketing to the more casual or I guess uninformed fan, if you will, mm-hmm. or potential fan. Let's put it yeah. in those terms. And they've also, you know, pride themselves on providing an experience, and that experience also is is that being closer to the field, being there with right. the team, and making you feel like you're a part of this organization. It's, it's Besides the success, it's one of the reasons Goss does so well during the Beaver season, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it's that, that that closeness, that accessibility. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's that vibe. So exciting! Any any other news on the forefront on, on stuff that's come up recently, or things you've heard, inklings from some of the people that you uh, have have been in contact with over the last few months? Well, I know that uh, Craig Cheek, the founder of the Portland Diamond Project, had even proposed the idea that he wants to have a like a kids' day or something like where he did, do a hey, this is we'll, we'll take a step back in time and we'll reduce the rate, maybe come in for a nickel or, or penny or whatever it was wow. that he was talking about reverse inflation. Huh? Yeah, I and mean, just cool. but just have the kids come in and enjoy the stadium. Now, I, I did hear as far as from the stadium portion of it that it, there's there's some talk about some bigger stuff coming out in the next sixty days. Now, let me throw this at you. So, we talked about the whole uh, real estate aspect. We've talked about that a couple different times, and you know, in a, in a job that I had. Um, I kind of deal a little bit with real estate. And then that aspect is like, you know, you got this whole terminal two thing, trying to decide this whole lease, trying to get that signed. I, I kind of think in my mind that probably come down the pipe is the deal that, hey, we've got this locked in and we are ready to go. So whenever we get a team, we're full throttle ahead with building a stadium. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's uh it does. It's fun to think about. Um, and, you know, I think I also think, you know, the boring stuff, right? Uh, the, the profitability, what what the expectation is for paybacks, for payment, for profitability. And is there going to be kind of a short term desperation? Uh, how much leeway is there going to be? Mm-hmm. What what is going to define success? And this is thinking way ahead, obviously. Yeah. But what exactly is going to be uh the, the value that defines success for this franchise 
perhaps five years after its founding, 10 years after its founding. And I'm getting way ahead of myself mm-hmm. here. But it's fun to daydream. It's fun to imagine. It's fun to speculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to make prophecies and predictions. What, what is that? What is that number what, that that success looks like? That very vague, arbitrary term, success. Yeah, and I feel like some of that has to do with: uh, Are you in the AL? Are you in the NL? And are you in the what? So you're going to be obviously clearly in the West in either division that that's, you're in. That's what you were telling me. That's what I've heard too. Mm-hmm. When we've gone to a few of these functions. It's um, it's definitely going to be an AL West team we hope i know that there's some hey if chris davis in oakland keeps doing his thing Mm -hmm. that's seriously with chris davis doing his thing in oakland that might buy him another three to five years down there yeah you know what i'm saying just just with that guy alone Mm -hmm. oh my goodness you know yeah but neither oakland nor tampa bay have you know the progress that the portland diamond project has at this point in time and we are legitimately a viable option for either expansion or or relocation. I, wonder, and I think it's the latter. I think it'll be relocation. At I wonder point. what the conversations are like. Were the two other options were Montreal and Nashville, right? Yes. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. You know, not that you're privy necessarily, but I wonder what those conversations are like in terms of uh, viability, likelihood, so on and so forth. Well, I really think that if you take a look at Montreal, for example, okay, they yeah, Olympic Stadium in Montreal is probably not the greatest. Event place right now. However, they could go Toronto's in. drawing well, but Montreal it's a different deal. Yeah. But they could go play games. Yeah. They have the Olympic Stadium there, right? And so they could play there. Like you know, in the years past, when they talked about bringing when they were talking about bringing the Nationals here, for example, uh-huh. when Montre- the Montreal Expos were in Montreal and relocating, yeah. so they could have played at Civic Stadium, but. You know, they didn't come, but that was an option. Right. Just play a six stadium until, you know, maybe something a, else. A temporary built. option, yeah. but an option nonetheless. Yeah. Exactly. So they got Olympic Stadium, so that would completely Does be that an make option. them more viable than Nashville as an expansion franchise? I think it just depends on, hey, do you have any other opportunities for locations to build a new stadium? Because you're clearly not going to be able to play in Olympic Stadium for how many every years? Because, you know, that's part of the reason why the Expos left in the first place. Sure. Sure, the same problems will come up. Yeah. So, I mean, does that does that really legitimately put them out in front of Nashville? I think slightly. But maybe there's a AAA stadium uh, in Nashville. I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, and uh, you know, I'm not going to do it right now. But I, I, you know, maybe that's an option to play in a AAA stadium in Nashville if they have a AAA team. Yeah, that that would be you know would be good to know because again, if we add an expansion here. It's got to be balanced. They mm-hmm. want that even number, right? So it's got to be balanced. Isn't Vanderbilt national? What's that? Isn't Vanderbilt national? It Tennessee? is. Yeah, it is. National. So just, just right. I, right I, I wonder city. off the top of my head how many. You know, just thinking of this off the top of my head, how many seats Na- uh, Vanderbilt has? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a powerhouse baseball program traditionally. Yeah, SEC um, countries. Yeah, so that's interesting. Those SEC they take their baseball seriously down there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. There's enough. You know, obviously. Football is king, but baseball is a close second down in the south. So, I, I mean, maybe they even oh no, well they could play it with the Titans play. Awesome. yeah, yeah, they could play yeah. with the Titans. Who knows? Play. Oakland's doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to think about. Anyway, switching gears a little bit. Uh, anything else going on with uh, uh, West Coast League or uh, any any of our our former guests or future guests or uh, in, in people that we've chatted with up and coming? Uh, things happening, uh, transitions, anything. Well, the 
Uh, Richfield Raptors just released the name of their uh, mascot. It's yeah. called Rally. So Rally the Raptor. <laughs> Rally the Richfield Raptor. I Rally the Richfield Raptor. So Very that cool. was pretty cool. Um, you know, we're looking to uh, get the Winnetouchee Apple Sox on here shortly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're looking to get the uh, Victoria Harbor Cats on. Um, so that'll be some fun times talking with those, uh, two organizations. Yeah. If you're interested, I mean, we're talking fun family, single, a kind of single, a accessible, healthy, get off the cell phone, get out of the fortnight, get out of, uh, get off your PS4, get get out of work, uh, and just, uh, you know, kind of live the experience, um, outside and in, in, in Portland and in, in the Pacific Northwest summertime. Mm-hmm. So mid, uh, that West coast league stuff. Uh, I know you're going to. I'm definitely going to be indulging in that yeah. over the summer. And one of the other things I really want to throw out is, yeah. um, you know, we just got done talking with Dan Siegel with the Corvallis yeah. Knights, and Dan's offering up two tickets to a baseball game this summer for Sweet. any one of our listeners. So if you're out there listening, uh, this will clearly be out after uh, Dan's second episode. So if you're listening, you know, get in on that. Two free tickets that the uh, Corvallis Knights are going to be giving out. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, after kind of getting to know some of these guys, you know, Mr. Miller, Mr. Siegel, and kind of understanding yeah, the logistics. Fra, yeah. yeah, and Gus. And, and then just don't just, forget the commish. Oh, and the commish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's getting to know these guys and understanding the logistics. It'll make a game that much more fun. Um, and to just try to try to watch watch more than just baseball, watch the mm-hmm. the, the operations and the. Uh, you know, the, the, the structures and I, it's just gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I really am too. Cause it, it's going to be great to see these collegiate players, um, you know, transitioning from a aluminum metal bat to a wind bat and seeing how they progress yeah. throughout the season. Smaller sweet spot, less room for error. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, well, uh, anything else going on, anything coming up in the future? Uh, any, any, uh, any, any anything new, the good, the bad, the ugly, so to speak. Well, you know, we got some really good stuff going on this summer for the podcast. Uh, you know, we invited invited to go down to Eugene in July, and we're going to be down there uh, looking at some of the best high school athletes in baseball. That'll be cool. And we're they're going to be playing some games, so we're going to have an opportunity to be there with some of the Northwest Scouts of professional baseball. Can we make fools of ourselves? Uh, we'll try. I kind of, that's kind of important to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even try, but yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll make that happen though. Okay. Um, so we get that. Oh, it'll happen on. on its own. You don't need to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's going to be a great event. I think it's the Pacific Northwest Scouts. Uh, so they're going to be there and it's going to be a great event. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, I think we got some, you know, maybe some potential stuff going on with the Richfield Raptors this summer. Right. And uh, coolest so, mascot ever, by the way. Yeah, very cool. So we're going to be talking with some with Gus about some some stuff going on there, and we, you know, we hope to catch back up with some of the other guys, especially in Corvallis. We'll probably go down there, yeah. and we'll be over with the Portland Pickles sometime. I'm hoping to go catch another Oregon State game or two this year myself. Yeah. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the next sixty days. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going going to be released by the Portland Diamond Project and right. how they're moving forward. This is supposed to be a pretty exciting window, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of um, news, ma- major steps, which which change percentage changers, right? Mm-hmm. Likelihood percentage changers. Yeah. Those are the ones we're really into. The public, the public interest peaks on those. Yeah. And let me, let me ask you this question. What's the likelihood that we get a, an expansion team or we get a relocation? What are you thinking now? Um, 
if if we do get a team, I'm thinking 75% expansion, 25% um, relocation. What, what's, what are your percentages? You, know, you might honestly, be a little more privy than I am. Uh, gosh, I think with the state that where we are at with the Tampa Bay, I'm really thinking it's moving more towards the 50 percentile mark for relocation. Really? With with all the disasters that are going on with Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, did you read that article that John Gonzano put out about yes, yes. how far outside it was? And Right. And that's where I got my, my location information. It was just not a lot of foresight, just some really bad predictions in terms of location and how literally t- 10 to 15 minutes makes a huge difference. That's the one thing I got from that in terms of travel time to and from mm-hmm. uh, major suburban centers or major, you know, um, zoning areas. It's that fit 10 or 15 minutes is crucial to attendance and interest. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I I, I, I think I knew that, but I don't think I, I realized it was that intense or that significant until mm-hmm. I read that, that article. And I think that the team, the Portland Diamond Project specifically, I think they're really focusing on making this more of family-centered um, stadium. I think that they really want to make this so, hey, you know, the parents can bring their children and have a great day at the ballpark while also having an adult area centered, focused on adults and giving them the ability to do what, you know, they sure. want to. but. You know, having that separation of those particular areas, I really think they're focusing on that. I really think that they're doing a lot with the city of Portland, you know, and pushing that. And I've really seen a big push from uh, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler on jumping on the bandwagon for this project. Yeah. What's that look like? So when they released the drawings or the new renderings, you know, he was loving it. I mean, before it's like I didn't see that much of a interest in it from him publicly using uh twitter instagram stuff like that but you know when they put out these latest renderings he was like on it like you know white on rice man that's awesome well and and, and having the backing backing of the mayor too so exciting stuff um and just trying to trying to make it easily and accessible from large areas of housing right from the burbs and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth and um, learning, learning the lessons of Tampa Bay. Yeah. What yeah. not to do. Yeah, absolutely. What not to do. So uh, I'm just going to be happy. They are leading the ALA East right now with probably the best pitching staff in ba- baseball. Their pitching staff is insane, but mm-hmm. we'll see if that lasts. But. So what we should do is just put Tampa Bay and Oakland together and have a seven game series. Whoever, whoever doesn't lose, it, it comes to Portland. Right. Yeah. Put the pressure on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. So, you know, Whoever loses goes to Montreal and whoever wins comes to Portland. Right. Or whoever loses goes to Siberia or whatever. The Gulag team or whatever. Well, exciting stuff. Um, Any other other thoughts or uh, meanderings as we we get ready for this this whole deal? You know, it's been really interesting. I mean, we are getting closer to our, you know, one-year anniversary of the podcast. I mean, we're in April, so we got... May, June, July, August. We're about right. four months away from our first year. We haven't been 86, well, formally 86 from a lot of locations yet. Maybe we set a goal to try to get kicked out of a few places. <laughs> yeah, who, knows? who knows? But look at where we've been. I mean, we've been to baseball zone. We've been guardian gays. We've talked to people like Rob Nyer and other great individuals. So, yeah. um, but it's going to be great moving forward. And uh, just look forward to keeping this up with you, Dave. Uh, I'm excited, man. Thanks a lot. 
All right, buddy. Thank you. And we'll close it out for this episode. And thank you for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Ben. I'm Dave. Peace out.